Blog Talk Radio.
sir, the good times, baby. That's what we're talking about. That's what I can't get out of my mind. Uh, welcome to We Are Everyday People, South Shore Towers for Life, for another great show, part four. And we're going to be doing parts until as long as there's a number to represent a particular part, we're going to keep on doing it as long as I can keep on doing it. As long as I have guests uh, such as what I've had so far and the guests I'm going to have today, uh, they make it easy. They actually make the show. I want to uh, say that uh, I tell you, I have a lot of good shows coming up. I have been uh, making some contacts. Uh, so far, everybody's enthusiastic about coming on. It, it's, it's, it's very humbling. Uh, I, I really enjoy it. And, hey, let's do it. We're here. And uh, as a matter of fact, well, I'll tell you about that later. I have, I have a guest coming on that I think will be a really, not even a South Shore person, but it's going it's to be an interesting show coming up. But we're going to keep it moving. Uh, we're going to show uh, play some uh, more interviews from the uh, picnic that I have later on in the show. We're going to, you know, of course, we're going to always go old school. Ain't no school like it. But we're going to start off today uh, with the brother that uh, I've known since uh, Brenmar, Grammar School, South Shore High School. One of the brothers who is very consistent. Very consistent guy. This is one of those guys that you just you just can't recall seeing seeing the person mad about anything. You know, just down to earth uh, and just uh, you know, like we pretty much used to be back in that day. You know, and how times change. This brother is currently living in Las Vegas. As a matter of fact, he's uh, in Chicago now, celebrating as we speak, celebrating his uh, upcoming one year anniversary uh, with Miss. LaQuinta Lavender. I want to wish him the best of luck. And I'm going to bring this brother on now. Uh, Reverend Lee Lavender, thank you for coming on the yes. show, brother. How you doing, man? Good, good. Great to have yes, you on. Good, good. How you doing, Keith? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, man. I'm doing even, I was doing great already, but, you know, every time I start this show and I, you know, I get one of my, you know, Old school alumni on the phone, man. I tell you, this gives me a boost like like no drug could, man. I tell you, it's it's nothing like it to me. Uh, I I love it. I'm loving this. So spread the love yes, to uh, Miss LaQuinta. Oh yes, yes, she's uh, definitely having a great time so far, and That's she's hear, enjoying man. the city. Cool weather and all, huh? From Las Vegas. <laughs> yes, it's a hundred degrees in Las Vegas right now. And oh, uh, this is the. You, you break it up a little bit. The atmosphere here is really good. Uh, we're up north, and uh, I'm hoping that everything stays fine um, and it doesn't get any colder. I hear you. So you, you, you change your pace is cool, but I mean, you know. The, that, that's enough. That's that's about as low as you need to go, where it is right now. I hear you, brother. Man, yeah, okay, man. Yeah. Uh, usually, usually when I start the interview, I I always start. I go back to to, to our times, those uh those back in the days, man. Uh, that we came up and came up through South Shore High School. And uh, when you think back on those days and uh, coming through South Shore, what what comes to mind when you're just kind of chilling and you know. Feeling those times, what do you, what do you think about, man, when it comes to uh, those years? I think about uh, the unity that we had 
uh, in South Shore. Uh, we were like one big family, and we always looked out for each other. We always cared for each other. Uh, sure, we had our little cliques and we had our little things that we would do, but basically we were uh, more family than anything. If you take a look at how things are now, um, we're not as close as we used to be uh, in the community. And back then in the community, we were very close. Uh, we knew everybody. We talked to everybody. Today, you'll find that you really don't know your neighbors. Yeah. Yeah, not, 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 in, a, not in a good way if you do. <laughs> if anything, you know, to lock your doors and watch out. That's Time right. Change, man. But, yeah, I, I hear you. When when you uh, think of those who have influenced you, who who, who influenced you during that time uh, coming up that you can look back and say, you know, they had a major part in making you into the person you are today? Uh, from South Shore High School? From, from pretty much the school. From, from, from that, yes. Yes, from yes. that era. Uh, there were there were some teachers that really stood out. Uh, uh, Larry Sapiro was one. Uh, he was always there for us, encouraging us. Um, Mr. Jack Glacier, uh, who taught industrial art. Oh, I, um, we were we were very very close. Um, he explained to me back then, as a student, that. Uh, he had to make a choice to come to South Shore because back then we were a transitional school and they were taking teachers from other areas to put them into the area that we were in. And he said, I had to make that choice really to come to this school. And he said, I'm glad I did because there's a great need here. And he put a lot of time in with me. And um, between those two, I had a good foundation. And the Stern Foundation came from uh, Mr. Hawkins, the uh, assistant principal. Uh, he was always there to put his foot down when I uh, got in trouble. So uh, those were my trio that uh, I still look at as, hey, you know, I really had a good foundation, you know, to look at how things uh, progressed back then to help me build and mold who I am today. You know, uh, Brother Lee, you know, you mentioned Mr. Hawkins, and I, I know I, I did quite a few interviews at the uh, picnic, and mm-hmm. I know I said more than one time that Mr. Hawkins was really a really unsung hero uh, to a whole lot of us in school because do, do you, can you imagine how many of us that he put back on the right track to keep us from harming ourselves just for him to being the disciplinarian he was? And he was one of those rare kind of guys who, can give you discipline, but you knew it was not in a, a way of disliking you. It was for your own good, and it was in love. That's right. That's right. And, and, and he showed a whole lot of love. And, and sometimes as young uh, teens growing up, we kind of think that we have all the answers. We have the world figured out, and we know the choices that we're making are the right choices, and sometimes they're not. And And I reflect that today in some of the counseling and therapy that I perform uh, in my job. 
um, I run into a lot of young people who have all the decisions made. They they know exactly what they want to do, and you can't change them or stray them from a bad decision, and you just have to let them go through it. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm finding there's no good foundation, uh, even in their parents. And so uh, just like uh, Keith, I knew your parents. You do my parents. I would know Roger Payne's parents or or uh, Lamont Dixon's or, you know, it, we had those variables yeah. there where we, and, and those parents would, would keep an eye on us also. Um, and, and so we're kind of lacking some of that today. I think well, a, a major problem is when you speak of parents, because I, I hear a lot of people saying, well, it's the parents, it's the parents, it's the parents. And well, I mean, that, mm-hmm. that, that, that definitely, definitely has its place, but the problem is these days and, and these times, the parents You're are right. kids too. That's right. Around so what? That's right. So we got to we got to approach a different angle now. Mm-hmm. That's so true. And and the angles and the approach has to be a unified body, but then we have to have the cooperation, parents also and the children. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, you, it's, you know, yeah, it's different from when we were growing up because we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have. Uh, the internet and all these other options available. Oh boy! Uh, online education, you know, so it's a it's a big variable. Uh, of influence a, man, that is that, is that is definitely a whole another big show uh, to go because there's so many there's so many avenues and so many uh, systematic I call it because I think it's systematic I think it's by design. So many mm-hmm. uh, ways that are being used to to poison. A people, and unfortunately, we're falling for it. But and, and there's reasons for that too. I mean, it's it, it's crazy. But, but I'm, we're gonna get back on that. But I'm, I'm gonna get a couple of more things about the mm-hmm. show because I see that we we're going into a conversation that we can talk all night on. <laughs> that, That's hey, right. I, I can go in. I, I can go in on that. I'm telling you. And I and I well anyway. I had the opportunity oh. to ride past the old building today, and uh, I got a look. You know, I'm so used to seeing the new building right across the street directly, and it's not there. And it's a football field and a baseball diamond uh, going yeah. on there yeah. with the with the new new building. And it, it's just amazing how the difference is uh, uh, with how it's changed. Um, it, it has really changed. It, it, I, I get a sore. Uh, my stomach turns when I drive past there because every time I go home, I always drive past the school. Mm-hmm. I always drive past my old, the old house, and uh, it's like uh, we we were talking about that uh, last week, um, myself and Carl Sanderson and uh, 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 Charles Walton. You know, why would you build the school right there on Jeffrey like that, man? I I, I I really I just I'm sentimental. I really miss that new building. I wish they had tore it down and built another one that was better and more structured, but looked just like it. That's what I wish they had done. But, but, it, but right, but what I what what happened? Um, we were so heavily populated with the with the feeder schools like Brimah Horseman and Parkside and different schools feeding into uh, South Shore. They built that building, and it was so overwhelming they didn't finish it. We were supposed to have uh, more state-of-the-art equipment in there and wood paneling throughout the building on every floor. 
And to me, to take that building, which I think was over a million, and to just tear it down with that strong foundation, they should have just rebuilt it, re- refurbished it, and saved that yeah, money to yeah. put back into the education of the children. Um, but we're we're not the decision makers when it comes to that education at the Chicago School uh, Board over there. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the day, Brother Lee, who 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 was your uh, foundation back then, man? Who who did you hang out with? He was a circle, you know, brothers or sisters who had your back, people folks you can lean on when you're down. Uh, you know, we just got together on the weekend, shot the breeze with. Who who was your uh, circle back then? Of those days. Back then, it was uh, Brenda Scott, Barryon Sanders, Richard Hall. Uh, I I believe it was uh, quite a few. Um, Barryon Sanders, were, I haven't heard that name in a long. Yeah, Lamont Dixon, um, uh, Roger Payne. Uh, uh, it was a host of uh, of, of uh, friends that you, you would rely on. And right here mm-hmm. today, I just seen Richard Hall today uh, on Michigan Avenue, and I seen Roger Payne today. Uh, and it, oh, really? it was great okay. to see those guys. Yeah, it was great to see them. And I really... Yeah, it's beautiful. I hate that I missed it. It was it, I, from the pictures. I was just like at all, yeah. you know. Uh, it, but it was good to see all the guys, all the girl, uh, all the all the guys, all the beautiful women um, that uh, we came up with and became great friends. And one thing about social media. Um, it may have its downfalls, but the best thing about it is I have the opportunity to reconnect through social media. Um, it's like with BV and some of the others, Kathleen and um, uh, uh, Tawanda, um, the Postley family. You know, we, we, we have that opportunity to reconnect again where we didn't connect before to those foundations. It's yeah, it, great. It, it really is, man. I I, uh, I I say thank goodness for Facebook. I know some people talk about, uh, well, I don't want to get on Facebook because I don't want anybody in my business. Well, when you get on Facebook, don't tell everybody your business. That's oh, right. You won't have a problem. Or, or, so I'm, I'm, right, or the one you hear all the time, the police are on there. Okay, so what you doing? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, what, you making a drug deal? What's, what's, you know, so what? You know, I, I, I don't get it, man. I, all I know is that if not for Facebook, I doubt very seriously if you and I are having this conversation right now. That's right. I, I don't probably. Do. I, I don't have That's this right. show. So. That's right. I mean, I know what I'm getting out of Facebook. Facebook has changed my life because it's actually a shyness and expressing myself not just in a written way but more verbally now. So it's really changed, or not changed, but it's enhanced me as a person. Mm-hmm. I've had the opportunity to do yeah. Yes, me too. Uh, and and even even with uh uh just getting on there because um I wasn't technology savvy as what you are and, and just to be able to set the page up, extra help from here and there and and I had to thank God for my wife because she's really saved me technology wise on a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> oh so my god, you wouldn't believe. Uh, 
Hey, I, I hear you, brother. And I, I gotta say, man, you all look you all look beautiful together. You 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 are two two people who you look good anyway. But when you're all together, it's like you just make each other even look even better, man. You you all you all look, make a beautiful looking couple. So I just want to put that yes. out there too. Oh, thank you. And uh, and and I, my wife and I, we are we are a couple that um, we we go through just like any other couple. But our foundation is our religious foundation that that. Mm-hmm. we use to help uh, further us into our marriage and to keep our marriage strong. And um, what I love about it is is that she's always there to give me those little things that I don't see or to exactly. uh, yeah. encourage me in, in her own way in different ways. Sometimes yeah. uh, I may not understand it, but then later on I'm like, oh, I got it. And, mm-hmm. and so... Yes, and and you know, no reunion is is a good reunion unless it's brought on by God. And when God puts Himself in that reunion, it makes it better. Mm -hmm. And so, I I love the idea that I can put it out there for other people to see that uh, if you put your faith in it and put hard work in it, it'll it'll come out the way you want Mm -hmm. it to. And uh, I get a lot of support also from the South Shore family, from the high school family, uh, believe it or not. And I look for that support. When I post something, I look for you guys to support me on it, give me an opinion on it, give me a like on it. If you don't, don't, I'm like, hey, well, maybe, hey, wait a minute. But I, I, I love my South Shore family on Facebook. And uh, if any of them are listening, yes. Lee loves you. I hear you. Look here, by the way, uh, speaking if you're uh-huh. listening you want to call in, the number is 718-664-9513, 718-664-9513. We're gonna go, I'm going to go a little further with you one-on-one, uh, Brother Lee, then we're going to bring in our uh, regular show contributor, Brother Carl Sanderson. Hold on in there, Carl. I just want to get this in. Uh, so, Brother Wade, let me ask you this: mm-hmm. what, how, how did Vegas even come into the picture? What made you What made you go to Vegas? Oh, I got so tired of uh, the cold, the snow, <laughs> and and yeah. uh, you know, there's so many things that I needed to make decisions on. Um, after 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 I um, did so much work in the community with community policing. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of like felt that it was something missing, and so um, I got tired and I said, you know what, I, I just don't want to do it no more. I can't do the cold no more. So I said, Vegas, let me go see what's going on in Vegas. So I took a trip, and I felt like I needed to be here. And what I what my plans were was to come to Vegas, uh, do community policing, and and then. Uh, you know, just take it easy and, and and retire. And so then that didn't happen. It, it became a different shift. And I, over time, I shifted myself into counseling and therapy, and I began to like it. And mm-hmm. that's where I am now with, uh, with the uh, Bridge of Hope. Um, and Bridge of Hope is doing very well uh, with counseling and therapy for uh, different individuals in the Las Vegas area. So I went from one type of helping in Chicago 
to a greater kind of helping in Las Vegas. That's interesting. I know. I know. I, I uh, actually I saw you were involved with the Bridge of Hope, so I caught, I went on to that website, not website, but to the uh, Facebook site, and just just did some reading. I tried did some reading. I tried to do some homework, uh, actually through mm-hmm. you know your Facebook pages. So when you come on, I have a little some some sense of what's going on instead of just being totally blinded. So so with, right. with the Bridge of Hope, what 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 are you what are you? Uh, I know you you're counseling. What are you counseling? Uh, troubled youth or wards of the state? How 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 does that fit in? Uh, yes. How how, how is it fit with you? Yeah, we out out on the West Coast is Children Family Services. And in the Children Family Services, we have cases that we deal with that are in juvenile delinquency, runaways, uh, children who are exploited, those who have a problem with uh, uh, their sexual desires and don't know how to control them. Some have uh, behavioral problems uh, with biting, fighting, or uh, the sort of like paralleling uh, bipolar, schizophrenic disorder, post-traumatic stress syndrome. Uh, those are uh, some of the things that we help them deal with on a daily basis through uh, therapy and one-on-one counseling. And we do case management to help them develop a sense of uh, how to deal with society and how to um, manage their daily life from finances to even food. I imagine, Brother Lee, you have some stories in, in, in your, <laughs> in, that, that, that you experienced, Brother. I mean, uh, I mean, did, did you ever get have that day where you just needed to go, just go walk down up and down the beach, man, just to kind of let let it uh, let it roll off you? Or do you? You just oh yes, I do. Getting too attached to it. Uh, I know you can't help but to be yes. attached sometimes to some situations. Yes, and it gets so bad sometimes that my wife tells me that I need counseling and therapy. She's shaking her head. She's <laughs> ain't that something? Ain't that something? Yeah. <laughs> but you, you gotta get, get you gotta get, get uh, you you know what it is is that you you put your heart in it, um, and you want. Uh, the best for them, and you give them them all you have, and and then but you don't want to get burnt out. It, this the social work is a industry uh, that can burn you out, so you have to be very careful not to burn yourself out in it. Yeah. So, how, how long have you been doing um, this? Have you have you have you had instances where someone? Like a success story where somebody has come back and just really thanked you for putting in the time with them. Do you do you do they take the time to do that, or you just kind of, you know, is it yes. pretty thankless? Yes. No. We 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 all the time we get those that thank us uh, for the services that we've helped them through. Um, I had one client that uh, was in high school. Um, he could not. Uh, comprehend uh, any of his math or reading and social studies. Uh, we worked very closely with him to get him back on track. Um, he was able to get uh, his diploma and become a air conditioning technician in the city of Las oh, really? Vegas. And yes, and he said, Mr. Ray, I'm going to call you every year for the rest of my life. And he still calls me every year and thanks me and, and lets me know how he's doing and progressing in life. So those little things like that help make you 
uh, feel good about what you do. Yeah, give, give you a recharge, make it at least give you a feeling that's really worth your while, and you act, you are indeed doing something to assume that you are. It's definitely good to get that, uh, you know, uh, thank, thank you, uh, Carl. No doubt about yes. it. Man, that's so true. what 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 the fuck? What's on your bucket list, man? What What are you trying trying to do? You You spend so much time counseling and doing for those who, you know, are in need, and you know, of course, you need you too. You know, you that's right. need you more than anybody else. So, what What What's on your bucket list to do? Some things that you may have in mind that you want to, you know, get in. You know, while you have a chance, while you can. Well, two uh, two main things. Uh, one is to. Uh, Go to London, England, spend some time there, um, and also go to Geneva, Switzerland, and spend a little time there uh, in the snow. <laughs> I just love the, the, the scenery there and everything, and it's, and uh, those two things are on, on my bucket list. Uh, also, to um, be able to improve my own personal quality of life in Las Vegas, uh, uh, nice new home, uh, and um, to grow and, and prosper myself. Uh, I'd like to finish my uh, master's degree and uh, li- become a licensed social worker. Uh, those, are, those are some of the things that I'm still looking at to pursue and do also. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Switzerland Swiss uh, is interesting. I never would have... That's the. Uh, I mean, I hope you get a chance yeah, to get a man, man. I figure this 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 is the time to do things. <laughs> I know at, at at this age, I'm saying, look, right. I'm it's 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 time for some keys here. You know, I'm going to do some things, man. I'm uh, I have quite a few things in mind. You know, I, I like to get to Africa. I want I want a nice boat. Uh, since I'm down in Texas, right. dock it off, dock it off, dock it off at Houston this this coming summer. I'm gonna spend a lot of time on that water, brother. You better believe it. No doubt about it. And I yes, no and, and that's, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. I'm talking about a boat. That's a, that's a real boat. That's right. Yeah, something. You, that's a good thing. I'm talking about kitchen, bedroom, all that stuff. But I tell you what, brother, yeah. brother Lee, I'm gonna bring on. Uh, I'm gonna bring on brother Carl Sanderson because uh, he he's been holding on. I just wanted to make sure I get. I, I wanted to bring the ball down the court first and uh, play point guard and then distribute it. You know, and we you know then we keep 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 the flow going and everything. So. You, you have a few more minutes, man? Oh, yes. Go ahead. The okay, wife hasn't given me the ready. signal yet. Oh, no? Okay. Well, that's not the signal yet. Yeah, we're good. Okay. Well, we, because you know you know that, that real nice dinner coming up, too, because uh, you yeah, know, you got to right. take care of business. Yeah. So we're going to bring on Brother Carl Sanderson. How you doing, Brother Carl? I'm okay. How you doing, Keith? How you doing, oh, my great, brother man. Lee? The hey, Lavender. brother, how you doing? Yes, sir. I'm, Big I'm good. How's everything? Everything's good, man. How about yourself, man? I've been, you know, I saw your uh, pictures and stuff on Facebook, man. You you in Las Vegas, right? Yes. Are you in Las Vegas? You in Sin City? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Sin City, but you know what? There's mm-hmm. so many sinless people that are praying and, and doing things to keep it balanced. Oh yeah. Yes. Well, you know, they just since I think the Sin City part came from the gambling perspective of it, you know, and that's it doesn't mean it because you know what? 
I'm I'll be there maybe in about three years. I'm coming there with you, man. I'll be there. I'm gonna I'm gonna retire and then I'm gonna rewire. I'm gonna rewire and I'll probably be teaching at UNLV or even at the high school level when I get there. Um, so you know I'm gonna bring some credentials, and you know Good. who knows? Be, I might even be working with you in a in a social uh climate there. You know, so that's where I'm at, man. I'm coming there. I'm I'm when Good. I finish retired with the city of Chicago. I'm com- I'm coming to Las Vegas, man, and um, you know, because there's a lot of need out there too. So, I like what you're doing on the social aspect, man. That's a good thing, and um, you know, hey, man, much success to you, man. And I, I, I saw your picture, you know, a few times, you know, on Facebook. Facebook is a big mm-hmm. thing, man. I'm so glad that Facebook happened upon us, man, because we were able to um, cont- be in contact more frequently, you know, and more, you know, aggressively, you know, we can get to each other now. We can leave us, we can inbox and leave messages, man. I'm loving it. You know, this new information highway with Facebook is, 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 is great. I love it, man. And, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't get a chance. I know you, I don't, you didn't come up for the reunion this year, did you? No, no, I missed it. And, um, but you know, it's, it's timing. And one thing that I noticed that um, the timing that I, I have now was really good because I got uh, my mother was in the hospital and I got a chance to catch her at the right time and the right moment um, okay, to visit her today. So, but uh, the pictures, oh my God, the pictures that were posted, I, mm-hmm. it made me feel that I was right there. Keith and okay. Lamont. Lamont called and kept me posted on everything, who, what, when, and where. <laughs> I have to give a shout-out to the brother. You know, that's my brother, you know. That's uh, a good thing. <laughs> yeah, and uh, um, it, it was beautiful, you know. And uh, he instant messaged me pictures. Hey, remember this person. Remember this person. Guess who was here? You know, so um, yeah. Well, Dick was a really, really, a good brother, man. I had I had a great interview with him. Uh, he's 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 always been consistently cool. Good man. That's the that's the that's the really good thing that I that I fell in love with at South Shore. I wasn't there for the four years with you guys, but you know mm-hmm. the pottery and the family atmosphere and the brotherly and the sister love that I received from South Shore, man, is man one of the best that helped. It helped started me on to who I am now and to who I am today. South Shore, I got it from South Shore. When I when I got to South Shore, it was an atmosphere uh, so warm and and everybody mm-hmm. wel- welcomed me, man. You know, Mr. Shapiro, Mr. Hawkins, uh, Rock Rockamore. You know, you, that's man, right. It was it was it was there, man. The foundation was there, and man, it's. And I look back at that 40 years ago, man, man, it was off the charts. 40 years ago of happiness. I, Man, I wasn't, you know, I didn't. I never looked for negative stuff. Everything was positive both days, Friday and Saturday. The the overpowering right. of love, the love, man, that was shared in those rooms, man, and at the picnic, man, was off the charts, man. I wouldn't trade that in for nothing in the world. And this the this this new slogan, that sauce your child for life. That's real, man. It's real, and it's real with the oh, people, yeah. hugs, and all that. The interviews, man. I'm I'm glad to be part of it, man. I'm it's it's, it's a, that's I real, so as real as it gets. That's 
It was a beautiful experience. Four years, and um, and we can look back and reflect on it and, and, and say, hey, you know what? This is different from what I could see high school is today. And so I can go back and say, hey, you know what? Let me let me give you a foundation of something that I had, and okay. and with you looking at social services like uh, to help out, we need a lot of uh, black male role models. Um, we have role models. We have athletes. We have um, those that are making million dollar contracts in basketball, football, baseball, hockey, and and soccer and all these other things, but we need foundation role models that are African-American males to help uh, with our younger males. And as, and what I found is that as an African-American male role model, I have walked across different lines to do it, meaning I, I can role model for a Hispanic child or uh, – uh, a white child, and and this is the thing that we have to do now, and because our kids need it, they really, really do. Oh yeah, brother Lee, let me Absolutely. ask you, let me ask you this, brother brother Lee, let me ask you this question because, I, well, I'm just gonna come out. How much do you believe this this music? When I say this music, everybody knows what I'm talking about. Has affected and poisoned the minds of our youth, or do you believe that it has not? It, I believe it has because music has a message, and then messages can be uh, of those of influence. Um, you know, some of the songs I hear over and over again, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe that they would put a song out where they said the bee better have my money. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The, our kids, you know, and then they ride around in, the, in, in cars. They have this bling. They have this. They all the money they you know and the kids are influenced by it as I can get this or I can say this to a woman or I can say this to a girl and ask a girl this or even the 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 young girls see this kind of thing and then it's a it's a domino effect uh a disrespect um also to women and to uh our society as as men um Okay, so if I leave my pants down and 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 walk down the street showing my underwear, what what did I gain from that? Um, it 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 gives a bad influence. Of, yeah. That's not that's improper, Project, but projection that's not matters. Right to me. That's right. I want to look as good as I possibly can to any and everybody, and not with my pants hanging down showing my underwear. And my butt, or, or I could barely walk down the street, you know. Uh, no, that, that's just that's just not going to go. I, I didn't have it out of my son and, and my other sons, and and, and when when I'm uh, counseling kids, I'm like, no, you got to straighten that up, straighten that hat up, you know, straighten your clothes up. When you're with me, no, we roll a different kind of way. Yeah, I know you bring a lot. I know you bring a lot to that field, man, a social field, because you, you know, you a humble uh, guy, man, and you, and they listen to you because they see that you're real, you know. If you approach them with that atmosphere, that 
that attitude like, you know, it's coming from your heart and you real and this is going to help you. I don't know where that phenomenon came from with the pads hanging off you. I think it was originated in prison, but mm-hmm. I think, the, I, you know, if if that's what swag is among the youth, that's not, I'm not liking that, you know, pads mm-hmm. hanging down when you can see their filthy underwears. And, you know, that's not, that's not a cool thing. That's not cool. And I don't know where it came from within our generation because, you know, we didn't have that. And right. I'm hoping I'm hoping that, you know, we shed some light on that across across America because that seems to be some kind of fad, some kind of phenomenon that's sticking with our youth. It, you that's know. right. Along with but, the music, you know, and uh, even with the parental advisory and everything else that's placed on it, it it's still there. And there, there are different variations and variables within the music and the words and the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And we have to be very careful as to what our children are listening to and monitor it and monitor what they watch, what they're doing on social media. Uh, the, the, the kids come up with so many different websites and ways of communication that it's hard for you to keep up, but you got to stay on top of them. If you don't, they will be on the social media communicating with an adult thinking that it's a child, and and it, 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 it can be big trouble. That's right. So, here, so what, I, what do you see and what is hopefully in, for the next five years, what do you see our youth uh, being, what, what kind of progression do you see in our youth as a counselor and, you know, at your skill level? What, where where will we be in five or ten years? Ranging I'm from worried. age 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, you know, is there light under the tunnel? Are we going to progress in a positive manner? Will they finally get the picture? And, you know, because we, we won't have Obama and for the next couple of years, we have one more good year of Obama, and then what? You know, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. what do you think, Lee? I see 100%. Let's look at 100%. My worry is that um, if we get 50% to come around and do the right thing, I think that we'll be okay. What I worry about is that as we progressively get younger in our lives, the children are getting older. And what's going to happen, this is going to be our new voting block. This is going to be our new decision makers that's going to come in and influence uh, society and with jobs, education, and everything else. And I'm worried that they're not going to be affluent enough to do it or they're not going to have the energy to do it or they're going to look for the easy way out. That's my biggest concern. Yeah. Yes. I think think that we're still, our generation is still holding it up. I mean, don't get me wrong. There is some positive youth out there. There is some powerful youth out there. But, look, bottom line is I believe it is our generation that is holding it up. And, you know, once once we're out and, and, and they have, you know, they have pretty much taken over, you're right. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's a scary thought, actually. Now, there's always hope, but 
there's a whole lot more hope at this time than there is possibility. But and I hope it balances out a little better because you're right, man. You're right. I don't know. Yes. Brother, Brother Lee, I'm gonna take this time. I, uh, when we talked okay, earlier, I said, you good. know, we, 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 we're gonna say no. We're gonna say we give you a chance to uh, make a closing statement, and I always give uh, and just uh, speak from the heart, whatever it is you want to put out there, brother. Okay. Um, well, first of all, I'd like to thank you, uh, both my brothers, and um, thank everyone that's uh, been a good support system in my life. Uh, uh, thank God. Thank my Savior, Jesus Christ, and I'd like to thank my wife. Uh, she's really stood by me through some uh, trying times and uh, watched me grow, watched me uh fall and fail and make mistakes on some of the things that I have done to get to a point where I am now. And um, I have to salute her also. Um, I have to salute uh, all my uh, friends uh, and alumni from South Shore because we made it. Uh, A lot of us hasn't uh, had the opportunity to make it thus far, but we have. And some of us look really, really good uh, for our age and and in our mindset. And uh, I hope that we can keep going as a world, as a society, as a people, and not stray away from what our mission is in the world. Um, And and, uh, that's my closing statement. I'll tell you, Brother Ray, I want to thank you for taking the time to come on. I want to say once again, uh, happy anniversary to yourself and your wife, Quinta. And I hope you all have a beautiful time in Chicago. I will probably be in Vegas uh, late November or in, like, early December. And uh, I definitely will look you up. We've got to do a lunch or dinner or some crab legs or something while I'm out there, brother. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, We'll definitely do that. As I progress and, and get there within the next few years, man, we'll be we'll be um we're gonna stay in contact because I you're gonna be my contact when I get there, guy. I'm looking forward to seeing you and hopefully you'll see me before then. Thanks a lot for okay, sharing, very man. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. And I and I love when brothers salute their wives. That's a good thing. You got a good foundation. Yes, and you keep, yes, keep it going, man. I appreciate appreciate hearing from you, man. Okay, Thanks. thank you. Okay, take care, brother Ray. Uh, take care, spread the love, and wish the best to you and the family, man. We'll we'll keep in touch, and I'll talk with you later on, brother. Okay. All right. Bye. All right. Take care. Peace. Okay. Carl, there we go again. Another 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 great conversation, man. I tell you, it's just nice to hear. Uh, you know what's what's happening with us, you know, and. I really appreciate people taking the time out from their lives to come on and uh, talk to us, man. I, I just get a kick out of that, man. Yeah, man, that's 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 real. That was really nice of me, man, sharing his his what he do. Man, that's I really enjoyed that, man. He's a good brother. He's you know he's spiritually spiritually connected, you know, and you know he's doing a good thing, working with kids, you know. That's a beautiful thing, man. You can't ask more than that, man. Giving back and trying to uh, capture the youth and stuff, I really like that in them. You know. Well, what we do now, we'll, I guess we'll take we'll take our uh, we'll take our musical old school and our commercial break. We'll come back. We'll 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 get on it. We got another 
interview from the picnic uh, or two I want to play here, and uh, we have another guest coming on. Uh, we'll take a break now, and uh, we will be okay. Where we at? We will be yes, right back. All right, brother Carl, hang on in there, brother. We'll be right back. Everybody okay. else, here we go. Hello. 
Hey, Chicago, for your next family reunion, call Jimmy Williams of Abstract T-Shirts at 773-690-5366. That's 773-690-5366. Your family reunion expert since 1990, with photo T-Shirts and custom printing available. You can see samples of his work on the Internet. Search for JimmyWilliamsOnline.com. That's JimmyWilliamsOnline.com. One word. For families wanting reasonable prices, quality service, and good advice at making their family reunion a success, call Jimmy Williams from Abstracts T-Shirts at 773-690-5366. That's 773-690-5366. Your family reunions should always be a happy occasion, and your T-Shirts should reflect that. Call Jimmy Williams at 773-690-5366. Your T-shirt man. Just if I can. 
say it once, I'll say it again. Ain't no school like the old school. I tell you, we gotta we gotta get that back. We gotta get it back. How you doing, brother Carl? I'm I'm good, man. You're right, man. That music, man. Hey, was that the dramatics that did the hot pans um, yes. song? Oh man, yes. I love that song. I hadn't heard it in a long time, man. Dramatics is one of one of the most underrated one of the most underrated R and B soul groups in history, man. The Dramatics was I've seen them several concerts, man. They had they had moves. They they were damn near as good as the Temptations uh, as far as the choreography. Uh, the great, oh, great, yeah. Group, yeah. great group. Yeah, they, they was great, man. I, you know, I love the dramatics, man. Uh, Barry Gordy, he didn't want to sign them. He said that they're not the temps. He, uh, you know, they from Detroit area, but Barry yeah. Gordy oh, yeah. wouldn't touch them. Barry Gordy wouldn't touch them because he said he had the temps and he had the four tops, but and he had the miracles at the time. He said that, but you know, they came a little bit later on, maybe about ten to twelve years later. They came later, but I love the dramatics, man. We lost. Um, Ron, we lost, we lost Ron Banks. I, you know, about a couple of years ago. Then before then, we had lost. Uh, what's my man named the uh, lead singer? We lost him. He was a man. We lost Ron Banks, man, and and that just I was towed up by that. I was I saw yeah. I saw them a lot of times too. I love the dramatics, man. Yeah, and I, yeah. I love Earth, Wind, and Fire. Here's my question to you. Earth, Wind, and Fire, we, we know that they was a, a dynamic, one of the best uh, bands we've probably seen in 100 years. Listen, did they have a couple of uh, guys from South, in, from South Shore High School that was in the band that, you know, maybe before us? And then I heard I heard that maybe a couple of them played, uh, went to Crane High School, a couple from High Park, but I always heard that um, majority I of heard, them. I heard a Crane. Thing. I heard right. a crane, and I know one went to Dunbar because he he graduated with my uh, cousin. He, Michael, I remember when they were okay. on the projects. Michael Harris, he was one of the horn players. I remember when he first okay. started playing the trumpet, man, and uh, he ended up being really prominent with with Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, okay. so uh, I don't know about South Shore. I haven't heard any, I haven't heard anything okay. about South Shore, but Mr. Mr. Shapiro okay. would definitely know. Yeah, he right. he would okay. know. Okay, okay. Let me know, know, but but I, what I'm gonna do. Hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put an I'm going to get an interview in. Matter of fact, let me do this right now. I want to thank last week's guest. I want to thank Carolyn Yvette Bowman. I want to thank Brother Charles Walton. Uh, I want to thank uh, for the interviews from the picnic. We had uh, Carl Fisher and Renee Pullen. And of course, I'm going to thank my uh, regular show contributor, Brother Carl Sanderson. I want to get those kudos out there before I go any further. Appreciate it. Appreciate everybody. You all, I couldn't do it without you. Believe me. So we're going to uh, play an interview, an interview from the show, and then we're going to uh, need to get a hold of our uh, next guest. And, uh, but we'll go with the interview from the picnic. Who is it? You'll find out right now. So we are talking with Deborah Allison. Now, Deborah was uh, on uh, as a panelist co-host with me on the first Part 1 South Shore Road to Reunion 40. Uh, Deborah Allison along with uh, Kathleen Allen and... Uh, Brother Kyle Sanderson. So I have Deborah again with me right now, and Deborah, thanks for coming back, talking to me. You're welcome, Keith. Thanks for having me back over and over again. <laughs> so I know when we, we we had you on the first show, you you, you were coming in kind of your, your volume was a little low, and I know our, our volume was kind of low back to you. So I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask you this question again, the same as I asked everybody else. What do you think about when you back in the days when you think about South Show when you're sitting back in a chair and just relaxing and 
think about good old days? What kind of things come to mind as far as South Shore is concerned? First of all, it went by so fast. Exactly as my mother yeah. said, those four years, they came yeah. and went, people came and went. But um, the good times were like those football games. You know, going to the games, the stadiums, on the bus, all the crazy songs, cheers that, yeah. you know, we would sing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, those were the... I remember some of them. Yeah. I won't say them on the, on the air. Right, we won't <laughs> sing them on the air, but those were some, <laughs> yeah, some creative um, singing going on there. But that was a good time there. It was. Now, who, who, who was your circle back then? Who, who were the people who supported you and who had your back uh, student-wise? Did you have a circle of people who you kind of leaned on when just to keep you moving positive ahead? Um, well, yeah, I had a few friends like Doreen Jones. Um, we've been friends for, oh, when I first moved into the neighborhood, I was in seventh grade when I met her, and we left Horseman, came on the South Shore together, along with Pamela Sutton. Um, same thing from Horseman to South Shore. I had a very good friend, Terry Jackson. She graduated with us in 75. She's no longer with us. She passed away, um, unfortunately, about 10 years ago. But um, she was like one of the bestest of friends. And Pam, Terry, and I, you know, we just kind of ran together. Pam's mother called us the road runners. So we, you know, were good girls together, bad girls together. Doreen was a good girl with us. She didn't get into the bad girl role. I, I, I remember Terry Jackson. I, I, I didn't realize she had passed until the last reunion when they showed, when they flashed the pictures on the, uh, were you there at the last? I didn't make it to you that. Make, okay, well, what, what they did, they did a kind of like a memorial. They had a screen where they flashed pictures of all of those who were long, long with it. Her picture came up. And it was like, damn. You know, I remember her, you know, quite well. Uh, wow, okay. And matter of fact, when I, when I do this show, I'm going to give people a chance to pay homage to the people who are no longer with us that maybe you think about, like you might want to mention. I, I had my best friend I lost a year and a half ago, James P. Okay. So I'm going to give him a spot and say a little something about him. So I'm going to leave that open for anybody who wants to do that to a friend of theirs who's no longer here for part of the class. Okay, that's okay. a good thing because I had a friend, Douglas Wallace, I'm sure you remember. Yeah, we were, we were uh, asked yeah. about the same time, August of last year. I think we were in the same division, but if not, we had a hell of a lot of classes together. I remember Doug very well. I ran into him downtown a few times. Okay. Yeah. Before you know, we moved to Omaha, Nebraska. Right. Um, so, as far as teachers and educators are concerned, who had influence on you that you could say you embraced and carry it today? My division teacher, Division 561. Who was that? Deborah Jean Farrell. I remember Miss Farrell. Yes. Yeah, she, I remember Ms. Farrell. Yeah. She had my back um, 100%, I'll have to say. And when I was having a conflict in the English department my junior year um, with the late Mrs. Ernestine Jackson, and I wanted to just storm out of her class, uh-huh. and I went to Ms. Farrell and I told her I needed a program change, and she asked me why I told her the circumstances, and she really counseled me. She asked me where was I going. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm going to another teacher's. I'm going somewhere. I have to get away from this lady. I can't take it anymore. And she said, but you're going to end up going into the cliff. You're going to go to her friend. You think that's an advantage to you? Hmm. And she said, let me tell you something, Deborah. They pick on those who run. And it's that way all through life. Yeah. yeah. So I learned something from that. I learned to stand still, yeah. you know, to stand my ground. Call, call the blood. She yeah. said, you, you just go to class and I'll take care of it for you. And she did. I never had another problem with Mrs. Jackson. And did, did you, did you, did, was there something that you could tell that you could say, damn, Ms. Farrell must have talked to her. 
Uh, obviously, she did. <laughs> and actually, I can tell you a conversation that I witnessed our senior year mm-hmm. when I had my yearbook mm-hmm. and I went over to Mrs. Farrell to sign the yearbook and Mrs. Jackson was sitting there along with another teacher. And Miss Jackson, Miss Allison, you're not going to let me sign your yearbook? And Miss Farrell turned and looked at her and said, you don't like her anyway. Why you want to sign her book? She went there? She went there. I could see, I could see it that in Miss Farrell. She was a, to the point, good teacher though. I had her for a class. I think she taught data processing. She did? Yeah, I had her for data processing, yeah. She did. So, um, you know, there were other times when things were going on in my life. And, you know, I could talk to her and it was all good. I don't know where she is today, but thank you, Mrs. Farrell. I love you dearly. Now, I don't remember if I asked you this question. Or I forget what your answer was, but for this show, back in the day, we all had them. You probably had them. Yeah. So who was your student girl crush on? I tell you, I didn't really have a crush. You said that. That's, yeah, that's what you I said. Really did. You said that. Um, yeah. My biggest relationship was with my children's father, and at the time, he had graduated to Sauble in 73, and he was down at um, SIU. Okay, I remember. And Carbondale. Yeah, I remember. So, um, I mean, there were plenty of nice looking guys in the building, but, um, just wasn't. He just, he just always held my heart. Yeah, okay. He did. So, what are you doing now? Um, I'm writing. Mm-hmm. I'm writing. I've taken a little, um, fiesta from it, but I really have to get back to it. I'm looking forward to putting a few poetry chapbooks out along with, um, CD with it. Um, there's one that I really want to do for pieces I wrote on terrorism, domestic terrorism, and it's not what you may think it is in terms of domestic terrorism, it's basically crimes that we commit against each other. Like, there's one piece in there I will have, it's an open letter to the women who attack inanimate objects, yeah. and um, I have a nice piece, piece for um, the black man in there. Uh, a couple of pieces for the black man with, mm-hmm. you know, the terrorism that's being committed against him on this domestic soil. Mm-hmm. And um, domestic violence, I have a piece for that. And a piece for the um, violence on our city streets, um, Chirac. I did that one. I presented it in the show that I did with Shireen last year. So I just have several pieces I want to compile. And now, this, this is poetry that you did on, on, on the Shireen show, right? Right. Okay. Okay, maybe, hopefully, I can get you on and maybe you can recite some of it. I would love to do that, Keith. You know, Thank you. And we can promote it. And uh, I'm all about promoting anything that we do. It's enough room for all of us. So even if somebody was to say they wanted to uh, open another radio station, I'm like, I'll show you how to do it. There's enough room for all of us because even if the shows conflict, we have archives. Okay. You can listen to Deborah today if we at the same time. Listen to mine later. Vice versa. And that, yes. that is great that you're willing to support another person wanting to venture into the same area. Yeah, yeah. Because most of the time, for some reason, we yeah. run if someone yeah. wants our help to explore the same territory. Yeah. I encourage anybody to, to get involved. You know, now if you're a right wing house negro and all that, well, I mean, we then you need to get, you need to get with them because I can't help you. Okay. I'm, I'm not I'm not going that far with it. Yeah. We got to be kind of in the same circle with the same. Uh, with, with, the, with the same interests. Right, exactly. We can disagree with the same interests. House Negroes, the uh, arm pitch scratch and buck dancing folks, I, I, I don't want them. I don't need that. Understandable. That's just me. Very well understood. So, Deborah, uh, I give everybody a chance to close out and give a closing statement and say whatever you want to say from the heart about South Shore, about the people, about being here. Uh, anything you want to, if you want to count to 10, whatever you want to do, let it well. flow. <laughs> <laughs> this is the 
this is really a feel-good moment. It's um, great to just see the towers out here, the blue and green, class of 75, and the other classes that, you know, chose to join us. Um, there's so many of us that aren't here uh, for various reasons, not necessarily that they passed away. But um, it's, just, it's just a good feeling to see those that were able to come out today to gather and embrace each other and just have a good time. And it's a wonderful thing that Keith is here, giving us the opportunity to share this with those of you out there. Yeah, but thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're and very I'll welcome. get with you uh, in a later date soon, this next September, and we'll get you on to recite some of your work and let people hear what you come what you got. I'll be All looking right. forward okay, to thank it. Thank you, dear. Thank, thank you, you. I appreciate it. All right. And that was Deborah Allison. South Shore 75. Man, I tell you, Brother Carl, when I when I listen to the interviews and I hear the music in the background, it's almost like my mind just goes right back to that moment. Oh, man, I'm telling you. Man. Hey, man, I love Deborah Allison. Deborah Allison's my girl, man. We talked at the picnic in Lent. She's she's great, man. Deborah, very nice, real nice personality, you know, outgoing, and she's dedicated to what she do, man. That. You know, she's great. She's a great young lady, man. Absolutely. I, I, totally, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. And, and the totally. thing is, she, 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 and, and she's typical of that class, man. I mean, we're all, you know, reflections of that. And we all share that same DNA, man. We have that South Shore High DNA. It's there. You know, it might oh, even yeah. be there scientifically. You know, maybe they do draw a couple some blood from a couple of people you never know. I mean, they, you all went to South Shore, didn't you? You know, you never know. But uh, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna. Yeah, man. Hey, man, man. it was the you the the magic. Not to cut you off, the magic came back mm-hmm. when I saw uh, Harry Clark and Milton Paul. They took a picture, and it was just posted on Facebook. And I and when I saw them at the picnic, man, I was just floored, man, because that just, it just brought back all not, all the good stuff that we did, man, back in the day, man. And I can I can remember the com- a conversation from Harry and uh Milton back in seventy five and seventy four, seventy five and I re- I can remember the conversation that they was having, man, today, right now and to and today, twenty fifteen. I remember they was having a conversation and they was arguing over Something uh, silly, but I can remember yeah. it, man. And it, and that in itself, a, man. Didn't you get the sense of it, it? Kind of felt like when you see like celebrities, man. You know, when you see oh, people. Yeah. It's like it's, it's like you were seeing celebrities. That's the feeling I had. I was so happy to see so many people, and some of them I hadn't even. Don't get me wrong, but they, you know, some of them cross your mind and during the time, and some you kind of because they did that on Facebook, and they come up and they say, damn. You know, so it, it was it was beautiful, man. I'm gonna play this old school. I'm gonna get our next guest on the phone, and we are gonna let it roll. Okay, be right back. My brother. All right. Get involved with you, it's the S A W C I Q. Yo, he wanna get. 
belly, so we might as well play. On, the way you shine, shorty, you wish. The princess and the pauper pit. You may be poor, but we rich in soul. To get a robber, get in control. To get a robber, get in control. You know the way you do with your brother. like the old school, we are back and we're going to keep it rolling. Uh, great talking with Brother Reverend uh, Lee Lavender. Uh, it's been great talking with everybody, I tell you. I'm uh, making me feel like a kid again. And my next guest ain't going to change it now. And I have a dynamic young lady uh, from South Shore Class of 77. Uh, she is the founder, owner, and president of Melvin and Associates Consulting. Uh, she's out of Houston, Texas, but she's all over the place. I believe she's in Toronto right now. But she's from Houston, Texas. I want to welcome on Miss Tamia Melvin. Tamia, thank you for coming on the show. Good evening. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. I appreciate that. What we're going to do is uh, go right to the beginning of uh, the little the interview, and I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, starting off with uh, when got a, got, a, got a dog back there, huh? Hello. I can't hear you. I can hear you. Can you hear me? You can hear me okay? Yeah, I can I can hear yes, you. Yes, I yeah, can. I can hear you. Okay. So when you uh think back to uh your days at South Shore, uh what comes to mind? What what sticks out? What do you think about when you think about those days coming through through high school? What comes to mind, running through the halls of South Shore, making sure I get to my class okay, socializing, that's what comes to mind. And what, what were you, uh, were you, were you uh, involved in any activities during that time, or you pretty much just uh, bookworm? No, I wasn't so much a bookworm. I was in creative writing. I was in modern dance. And I was in uh, student government, SSL, and I was in the top 100 freshmen, freshmen, sophomore, junior, and seniors. So I was in those activities all the time. But most, mostly I did, uh, I was in modern dance. And, and that's where a lot you, of people uh, remember me for. Uh, who? As far as educators are concerned, had a positive influence on you that you can look back and say that they have uh, helped to make you into who you are today? Well, Miss Fu, my French teacher, Mr. Howard, my African-American history teacher, and, of course, Mr. Shapiro. Those are my three greatest influencers through high school. Yeah, Mr. Uh, Shapiro gets a lot, a lot of votes. No doubt. 
Well, he does. He does because he was a real cool cat back in the day. And, you know, he had a real soft-spoken voice, as he still does now. You know, and he talked to you with patience. And that's a lot of what we're missing right now. Mr. Howard, he gave us history and knowledge. He gave us the knowledge that we were missing uh, going through regular U.S. history, government. But when we went to African-American, you know, African-American history, Afro-American studies is what it was called then. It was much different. Miss Fu was, she was a Chinese lady, but she spoke and taught fluent French. And... Um, She's the one that gave me the idea of traveling and seeing the difference of the world because she came from Hong Kong, but she learned French, and she was in the United States teaching a bunch of African-American students on South Shore. So she had a very diverse background, and that encouraged me to want to diversify my background as well. Yeah, I always thought that was interesting about Miss Boo that she that she was always a down to earth, just a really cool person. She was my division piece for the first two years, and uh, mm. she was she was a down down to earth young lady. She was down, down to earth young lady. She was really cool. Right. Back then, who, she who, sure who, was. Who, 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 who did you surround yourself with back then? Who was who was your circle? Who was your support system back then? Back in the days, who had your back? Mm. I was kind of a rebel. So Uh-oh. I have friends that were nerds. I have friends that uh, were cool. Um, some of my friends back then were Virginia Davis, Andrea Washington, um, Vicky. I don't remember Vicky's last name, but Annette Phillips. She and I were good friends up until the day she passed away. Cherie Page, yeah. Michael White. Um, Kendall Stewart, who just passed away a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. He graduated in '75. I, I it was it's a bunch uh, because Quite a few. Quite I a few. graduated from I graduated from from Horace Mann, so a lot of us grew up on that 79th Street. So I had Fairey, Caretha Smith. It was just a bunch of us, you know. Um, yeah, I, I could go on and on and name names, but my high school experience was one of the experiences of my life that really set the blueprint of what I'm doing today. And that means a lot to me to be able to go back and say my high school helped to really set the blueprint. Because not only in high school did I go to school, but I also played around. I got in trouble. My cousin, Brian King, who graduated in 75, he was there. Oh, really? Always getting oh, me in trouble. With Mr. Yep, that was we were cousins. Brian King, he yeah. always would get me in trouble with Mr. Hawkins. You know, lock me in the boys' <laughs> locker room, you know, and then call Mr. Hawkins, and Mr. Hawkins come open the door and see me, and I'm busted, you know. So it was just different little things. So I was a mischievous person, but I also worked in the office, you know, and then Brian got me in trouble a whole lot. But um, I had a lot of fun in high school. High school was one of the my better times in life because I grew up on 77th and East End. Um, in my freshman year, my father passed away, and we moved to 95th 
in Avalon. So I actually had to take three buses every day to get to school to South Shore in my freshman year up until my senior year because my mother didn't wow. believe in getting 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 us cars. So my dedication to stay with my friends was really strong, and she allowed me to. And also well, from yeah. South Shore, I uh, got my work ethic because I knew I had to continue to work. I had to get a job if I was going to stay at school. So I had a job downtown at the Walgreens on State Madison, and I worked as a bus girl, and I moved up to the counter. And every day before I would get off work, I would go right next door to Garrett's Popcorn, get me a little small bag of cheese and caramel, get on the train, and uh, and sometimes I wouldn't get off work until 10 o'clock at night. And so, you know, it would be some real crazy people on the train, but I would be sitting there doing my homework. So my regimen was go get my cheese wow. and caramel popcorn, eat my popcorn on the train, get all that cheese on my face. So when by the time I got to 63rd Street and 55th Street, when the people got on the train, they thought I was crazy because at the same time I had long hair. So I would take my pink sponge rollers with me in my back book bag and start rolling my hair on the train. So by the time I left downtown and got to 55th Street, I had half my hair would be rolled with cheese all over my face because <laughs> I had to ride the train all the way to the last stop where my mama met me at at 95th and State for the train. And I would get my books and run off the train, and never did I ever have anybody accost me, rob me, or do anything because I already looked crazy. Say nobody messed with you, boy. Say whatever. Look up, look up. Don't mess with her. Oh, with all that cheese popcorn wow. on my face and them pink rollers all up in my hair. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> so now I, I know that uh, I, I know you the uh, I know of your your company, uh, Melvin and Associates. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm extremely extremely proud of it. you know I have, I have pride just for you being here talking to me because of you know what you have done for you. How, how did that come about? When when when. when when did you decide to uh, do your own, to come out as well, work with somebody else and forming your own business? Well, <clears throat> I'm in the IT world of SAP software, and SAP software is a business application that is used by a lot of companies, a lot of Fortune 500, 200s, and Fortune 100 companies. And uh, I used to work for a very prominent oil and gas company. And I was a financial analyst. I did paper trades. I was doing everything. I was on the right track to just doing things. And um, they put me on the implementation team, and I lasted five years. And on my fifth year, they laid me off. So I lasted six rounds of layoff. And at that time, I was a single parent because I met, I was married, but my husband was killed in a car accident. So um, I had my two boys with me. And... I knew I had it to do better. And what happened, one day when we were in our meeting on the implementation team, before I got laid off, one of the CEOs came in and he told us that he wanted us to reduce costs and to increase revenue by 10 to 12%. So I thought about that. I'm like, oh, wow, so you want us to do that. So I stood up in a room of about, maybe about four or 500 people. And I said, okay, so you want us to sacrifice and you want us to reduce costs and increase revenue. I said, so if we do that, how's that revenue going to trickle down to us? Because we're the people that's actually doing the work. 
boy. You, you know, there. and so he said something about, oh, well, you know, appreciation, job stability. And, you know, that wasn't enough. Yeah. Because you wanted yeah. me to bust my ass. You wanted me to sacrifice and down, you know, and downsize all so that your bottom line could look better. But you wasn't talking about increasing any benefits for me. So I said, okay, I noted that. And they probably noted that too. So that's why I probably waited a couple of years to lay me off. So when they laid me off, it was on my son's 10th birthday, September the 9th. I'll never forget that. And uh, I had to go home with a box letting them know that I uh, didn't have a job anymore. So that was September the 9th. But I kept getting calls from headhunters asking me to break away. And I was scared because I was used to that same mentality of having a regular check come from somebody every week or every two weeks or twice a month. But they laid me off and went home. I had to go home with a box to my kids. And I decided at that moment in time that I would never, ever let anyone else be in charge of my destiny or be in charge of me working and my work ethic. So I made a concerted effort. Mm-hmm. to go out on my own. So what happened? I got laid off on September 9th. I started interviewing and talking to different people, and I got my first contract on October 5th, and I never looked back, and that's been 14 years now. And so that's now what, how what, it happened. What is, what is SAP? When you, you said, uh, what, break that down for those who don't know. SAP is Systems, Applications, and Processes. It is a process application that business uses. So people like the Navy, the Army, banks, hospitals, it's a software that's a menu-driven software. Like a lot of people work with hardware. I work with the software that actually runs, runs the system. So you pay bills. You get your financial statements. You do cost analysis, you do profitability analysis. Well, I work with the software that is able to produce those results for you. I also write the technical technical books, and I also teach the individuals how to use the software. So like right now, you might have Microsoft Office, and you might do a Word document. Well, I'm that person that shows you how to build that Word document, well, I'm that person that shows you how to build that Excel document, but only it's with SAP. So that's what I do. Okay. Okay, so these these are like, like customized Excel, customized forms types types of things. No, actually, the application software. So, like, okay. you have a vendor, you want to pay a vendor, you can create a vendor record. You have a customer, you're selling products to them. Then I show you how to set up that customer, but then also you may have inventory, so I may show you how to set up that inventory. So SAP has various modules. They have finance module, a controlling module, a sales module, a materials management module. So it's a module application software on business applications on how you do your work. So what what kind of uh, cause I, I know you have people now. You're in this position now where you have people working for you. Yeah, correct? I do. Yes, that's correct. And so, what what type of what type of people? No, no, I'm not looking for a job. I'm fine. But what what kind of people do you look for? What kind of people could you could you use in case there is somebody out there that maybe uh, you know has that experience? Technical writers, 
people that understand business process analysis, mm-hmm. people that can design business processes. Like, for example, if you are an automaker, because I did some work with General Motors, they wanted to streamline their process for paying invoices. They wanted to streamline their process of producing a finished product. And what we do is we look at your current process. Let's say if it takes you 15 steps to do a particular process. With SAP, I show you how to cut those 15 steps down to like five or six steps. So it's about streamlining and synergizing your work environment. So that's what I do. I've been in IT for years, but when you, I tell you, when, you, when you're telling me this, the software side of things, I, I feel like a, I feel like a whippy. I feel like, you know, like the freshman year again. Uh, but it's, it's very, I mean, I follow, I, I follow you, but it's very interesting to hear that. It just goes to show you that there's so many different angles and variations to IT. So many uh, different routes you can take to get into it. Absolutely. Wow. I mean, like right now, my client. Um, we're we're having a go live this weekend, and everybody's gonna have to put in like sixty to eighty hours this weekend, because I got my treasury department going live, I got my accounting department going live, I got my sales department going live, I got my inventory department going live, all on this new software. Um, and it's a really great software application, and it's really if you Google it, SAP, you'll see it's a German software that was created by five uh, IBM employees back in the sixties. And it's nothing but application, business process application, how to streamline your work. I am going to look so at that, too, because, yeah. Look it up. Oh, I am. It's I'm big gonna, time. People get up. certifications in it and everything. Um, and, in fact, it's so large that that's the only software that I work with. I don't work with Oracle. I don't work with PeopleSoft. I don't work with anything else but SAP. So I, I was going to ask you what's what the successful part of the job, but I think you just told me when you told me about all these different applications going live. I would, I would think that would qualify as being a successful part of the job. Or is it? Or yeah, maybe not. No, well, it's all status because you have the bill, you have the design, and you have the execution. And those are, those are the steps. A lot of companies that um, – Implement this, you have your Accenture, you have your IBM, you have your Deloitte. It's all your big six terms that implement these. And so there are certain specialties that one must have to get into this. And one of them is to be able to have the gift of gab and know what you know and be able to do what you know. But right now, the competition that I have are my Indians because the U.S. government has allowed Indian consultants to come over to the U.S. with these what you call H-1, H-2 visas. And that allows them, that means that they can come over in the U.S. and work under these visas because we don't have any American people here that has your same specialization. One of the things that I'm trying to do now is communicate to my young people that are in college don't just get a business degree, get a business degree in information management systems. Because right now the world the business is being infiltrated by foreigners because they say we don't have enough specific people 
with that skill set here in America. So they let them come over. And just this year, the federal government has allowed these individuals to bring their wives over to work as well. And so in my field, there's not a lot of brothers. There's certainly not a lot of sisters. My competition are Indians, Asians, and Caucasian men. Well, I'm sure you have some stories of uh, being a black woman. I have some uh, great stories, yeah. Yeah, in the chauvinistic world, I can imagine. But I, I, just knowing you, uh, the, the, like, like what I know of you, I, I can I can just see you prior to all you stood up in that beating and said what you said. That that is so you is pathetic. <laughs> that is you. Yeah, I do, I do. Wow. I stand up in 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 a, in a heartbeat, and I let them know. I know that I have a specialized skill set, and I know that you need me. And, you know, a lot of times what happens is um, I had a rough period earlier this year where I wasn't working. I didn't have a contract for like almost four to six months, about four and a half months. And it was directly because of the competition that I had. And what happened is whatever I was charging, they would come in and charge half. So, of course, they would go, you know, every company that would want to come come in and and do, um, they want the lowest bid. So I finally got a company that said they wanted me because I have a multifaceted skill set. When I speak to you, I don't speak to you in an accent. I understand the whole project project methodology. I understand the implementation process, and I can also go in and configure the system too. So I had to teach myself the technical aspects of it other other than the soft skills aspects of it. So now I'm very valuable consultant with this company. And yeah, I, so I, I've I proven myself. Yeah, you, I mean, you and so, you know, in, I, I can move things. I was going to say, you carry yourself, in, you, you, you just have this confidence that, about you. you I know, have you, to. You can see it in your picture. Exactly. And I, and I can tell you ain't going to take no mess from none of those people to come and tell you that, that work for you. I mean, I think you can... I think you're down to earth, but when it comes down to it, I, I can I can see you, you know, kind of putting it down. Yeah, I, I I actually gave a I actually gave a brother an opportunity to come and work for me, and he came and he worked, and he told me he had a skill set, and I gave a brother a hookup. I had my hookup so much so where he was making seventy five dollars an hour, an hour just doing this work. Mm-hmm. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, he took our friendship for granted and didn't produce. I had no problem letting him go. Wow. Because he was working under my company, and people were looking at me at the work that I was producing, and then looking at him and looking at the work he was producing, and it wasn't adding up. They wanted another me. And I believe in working hard. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of my African-American buddies... A lot of my African-American friends, they don't like working past a 40-hour week. If I can work you know, 60 or 70 hours, I will do it, and I do it. That's some, they go home that's at 5 o'clock, truth. and it's very sad. It, it, but, it, but it's the truth, and that's, that, that's, the, you know, that's a whole other show, but that's what black people too oftentimes don't want is the truth. And what you said, is it's a matter of fact, unfortunately. Let me. I take you back. I, I, I gotta take you back to Charles Shirley because I forgot to ask you a question, and, and I, 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 I can't get this interview done until I ask you this question. Okay. Uh, because back in the days, 
everybody had their eyes on something or someone. Not everybody, but most people. I know I did. I had a crush in every classroom that I had. There was somebody in that class, which was the reason why I went to that class, because I was going to check out this girl who I liked but didn't know how to approach. So back in the day, who did you have your schoolgirl crush on? Hmm. I did it. <laughs> I did it. Oh, that, that, that little. No, no, no. Let me tell you. And I'm not trying to be funny. I didn't have oh, a crush. Man. I didn't have a crush because I was focused on, because even though I was supposed to graduate in class of 77, I actually graduated in class of 76 because I went to summer school every summer that I could, and I built up enough credits that I graduated in 1976 when I was supposed to graduate in 77. So I was about getting out of there. Now, I, I did you. date, and I did do all kind of things, but I didn't have a crush because you, you, you were focused. my, my you crush focused. was getting up out of there. I hear you. I just thought I'd ask that question uh it's always interesting. I have some pretty interesting answers to that question after they start cracking up on it. But uh, I just wanted to ask you that. Now let me ask you this: I know I know you do a lot of traveling. You get around. You get around a lot. Uh, is, is there any what, what, what's left in your bucket list? What do you have in that bucket list that you that you haven't done that you want to do, or what you something you have done and just can't can't wait to do it again? My bucket list. I'm going to take my mother back to her homeland next year. My mother's going to turn 80 years old, and she said to me that she wants to go back to Japan before she dies, and for some reason she has that in her mind. So right now I'm working with a travel agent, and we're putting together a trip that's going to take place next summer, next August 2016, and I'm taking my mother to her homeland. That's what's on my bucket list. Next was on my bucket wow. list is to make sure my son graduates from his engineering de- with his engineering degree, and I'm going to propel him up to make sure that he, when he graduates, he's going to have a decent job. And I'm just going to chill. You know, if I'm fortunate enough, I'll, I'll marry again. But I'm just going to chill. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm down with the chill. Believe me, I'm I'm definitely. Uh, into that now. I'm I'm, I'm fortunate to, to do what I'm doing, and I actually feel like feel like I'm retired. So I'm, I, it's, it's beautiful, and I, I say I'm just just fortunate. But I, I worked hard for it, though. It didn't come to me easy. I tell you, just like you, you know, nobody gave you anything. You know? No, I had to go and take it, go get it. Absolutely. So, so what inspires uh, time, you? Let me let me flip the table. What inspires you to do this radio show? And what inspires you to reach back uh, to your your classmates? Well, the radio show kind of started because I listen to a lot of talk radio show. I listen to a lot of black talk radio. And uh, to be honest with you, I wasn't really satisfied with some of what I was hearing. Uh, and I would call them to the show, and then you wait on the line for a half hour, then they cut you off after 10 seconds or 20 seconds. And there was, I, I said something about it one day, and one of the hosts said, well, you know, why don't you do your own show, and you can talk as long as you want to. And I said, you know, damn it, that sounds like a damn good idea. Well, that's all so right. So I started thinking. I started thinking about it and thinking about it. And I was nervous because I've never been, you know, the way I'm talking now. I was always kind of introverted, quiet, and, and Facebook kind of helped to bring me out more. I've always been a really good writer, but I, I didn't speak a whole lot, you know. 
So I was nervous about getting into it. But then I started a couple of years ago, and it's just progressed and progressed, and I'm still learning. But I wanted to, I wanted to, I had a voice, and I, had a lot, I have a lot of opinions. Some people consider them controversial. But I say what yes, I really, really feel and what I really and what I really, really believe. I believe it with my heart, and I just put it out there and let the chips fall where they may. And uh, that's, and that's, at the same time, many other people have something to say, and I wanted to give them a platform to come on, and you can say what you want to say, how you want to say it, and there are no restrictions. I mean, to, up to a certain point. Mean, don't get me wrong. You can't get all crazy, but, you know, and you can talk. I'm not going to cut you off because I don't like what you say. I'm not going to cut you off after 30 seconds. I don't have to go to a commercial unless I want to. And I reached Minimal. out to South Shore, reaching, reaching out to, for, back to South Shore. Simply, I love South Shore. South, South Shore was the greatest four years uh, of my life. Uh, when I'm around South Shore people, I, I've said this before, I love my family, but I don't get any rush from my family like I do when I'm around South Shore. Well, I'm not. It's a whole different dimension. It's a whole different dimension. And uh, I wanted to, this is my way of giving something back in my own little way to the class to have this platform to uh, network, uh, to talk and hear what people are doing today, hear how people felt about back in the days and you know, it's just a network and something like that. You know, uh, Facebook is fine, but I, I'm, I'm really uh, enjoying the fact that I'm hearing your voice now, not just reading your writing. Beautiful. Beautiful. So that's uh, that's the short story. <laughs> yep. That's the short story. But, yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. It's catching on. And, uh, you know, matter of fact, before we go, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here talking, and uh, before we get to closing statement. I'm going to bring in, I have a regular show contributor. Brother Carl Tanner has really been a big supporter of the show. And uh, actually, he came in at the perfect time when I was kind of questioning things about about me. And, and he gave me, he doesn't even know that. I've never told him. I'm saying it right now. But he, he gave me just that little bit of support that I needed to, to, to push through and, and follow through, which is pretty much why we're talking today on this South Shore Tars for Life show. Brother Carl, you you there with me, man? Yes, I'm here. I'm here, Keith. How you doing, Keith? Um, what's the young lady? What's your name again? Tamia. Tamia Melvin. Say it again. Tamia. 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 Melvin. Okay, Tamia Melvin. Okay. You know, I really like what you're doing because this is what I push all the time for us to become economically independent for ourselves. I thrive, I thrive on that, and I'm glad to hear that, you know, you got sick and tired of working for somebody, and and I yoke with from hearing you, I can imagine your attitude and how you feel about a lot of things, and I love it. I'm glad you, you're not only independent, but you get that attitude that I love. You know, you're just going to go out and get it, and that's, and that's great, and I like how you did that. I had a cousin that you – Probably know she was a, a geek at South Shore. She came out of '77. Her name was Brenda Clay. Did that ring a bell? The name rings a bell. Brenda Clay. Good. But um, you know, I'm. I want to. Here's what I wanted to know from you. How did you mm-hmm. just? Stumble, how did you just stumble up on your arch, on that skill set? How did you stumble up on it? And how did you put it together, brother? Because I heard you talking about it and everything, but how did you, what made you just put it together? How did you stumble up on it and say, hey, I can do this here, 
and I can benefit from it too economically. How did that happen? Well, let me tell you something. You know what? What we always fail to realize sometimes that African Americans, that the Caucasians, will teach you everything if you just pay attention. They may not think they are, but if you pay attention, they'll teach you everything that you know. My greatest teachers have been the Caucasian man, the Vietnamese man. Those have been my greatest teachers. I was uh, working for an oil and gas company in Houston, Texas. I was financial analyst. They decided to pick me out of the group and say, hey, Tamia, we want you to be on the implementation team. Well, back then, it was Ernst & Winnie and Accenture. They were doing the implementation. So I'm looking at people do work, and I ask questions. What you doing? Oh. What is that for? Oh, well, I want to learn that. I understand how that. And see, I know how to connect the dots. I figured okay. that out a long time ago, how what what you do, how does that affect what the next person do? You know, you might be the person that receives the goods, but when they receive the goods, how do they log it in the system? And then once they okay. log it into the system, is that an account? Are you logging a payment or am I logging inventory or am I logging both? So I know how to put the puzzles together. So what this Caucasian company did was they sent me to school and they educated me. And what did I do? I was a sponge and I soaked it all up. I kept my mouth mm-hmm. shut, head down, elbows up, took in everything that you wanted to know. Yep. And when it was yep. time, when they told me, when they gave me the toodaloo, I said, I got mm-hmm. you. And so that's why when they laid me off on September 9th, my first project was October 4th. So I wasn't even laid off a month before I went to work for myself. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what, what happened. And see, a lot of times people don't realize they will teach you. You just got to pay attention. Funny, pay you're attention. right. Funny you're that. And, that's, and that's a good, you know what, that sort of reminds me of how I stumbled into my field too. You know, um, I went to. I got a master's degree in communication and training, with the with the emphasis on media and filming. But I was I was at my graduation two thousand and six, and I noticed, like you said, there was a lot of Indians and Asians. They was getting computer science degrees, information information I tech degrees and whatnot. And they are in that field. Like you said, they are in there big time. But I stumbled up on, on my field. I'm an operating engineer, and I work with other engineers, too. I work with chemical engineers, industrial engineers, mechanical engineers. Probably I might even have a, um, a role model for your son because I know a few black guys that has master's degree in mechanical and industrial engineer. One of them got one from um from Georgia State, a uh, Georgia Tech. And he has that he has he has his BS in mechanical from Notre Dame. You know, so in, those are probably some possible role models for your son. And but I have sure. but I, I have a skill set in operating engineers. I make sure in Chicago that 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 the West Side area get their uh, drinking water, and that the um, and and the firefighters get their drinking water. I worked mm. I worked on uh, turbines and whatnot, and I stumbled across it. Actually, Harold Washington opened it up in the early '80s. He opened it up for wow. people of color, and so I was able to come in and take advantage of it. And I learned, and like you said, 
I, uh, a couple of old white men, they taught me. They taught me to trade, and I, you know, and it's a, a skill set that it that I can keep. That's right. Help That's right. That's right. And, and, and when most people, on, and I pass it on to my two sons. Both of them mm-hmm. are college graduates, but they wanted to mm-hmm. come and make some money because you know mm-hmm. the money is in the studio, and you know, and hey, there it is. So I understand. I understand exactly where you're coming from, and I'm proud. And I'm proud of you. Thanks a lot Thank you. Well, well, no, what I was about to say is I, I ended up going to Illinois State University, but I never finished. So, you know, you had a single black woman here who, no, I didn't get my degree, but I'm able to get my business on my own. And that's another reason why I work hard. You know, I have a couple of years of college behind me, but I didn't finish you know, doing slick stuff and, you know, didn't. But when I did decide to go back to college, I was already making more money than the average person that was in college. So yeah. it didn't make sense yeah. to me. So now for yep. me to go back to college, it would just be something I do on my bucket list. I'm the same way. I don't have, I, I don't, I got quite a few, I have a whole lot of credits, but I'm not enough to, uh, but I don't, see, I get certifications, you know, when you get, get into IT, the certification is your degree, pretty much. Right. Your certification and your experience, you know. Right, yeah, exactly. Because the certifi- certification just means you just read the book and you passed the test. But they want to know how many businesses did you really finish this with, you know. Okay. And okay. I've worked with ma- I work with all the major oil companies in, in Texas. I've worked with the United States Navy, the United States Army. I've worked with um, pharmaceutical companies. I've worked with the majors. I've worked with all the major players. And so I have to say that I'm very blessed for that. That's a big You have a a wealth of knowledge. Yes, I know Andrea Washington. I know know her and her sister sister Kim Washington. She graduated with us in 75. Mm. I saw she. Mm -hmm. Yes. I just saw Kim a couple months ago. Okay. She lives down here in Texas, too. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've been knowing Kim for but, almost 50 years now. And me, uh, uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm oh. done. I, no, I was going to say, well, I was going to say, Kim, I'm going to for a long time, very long time. Mm. Oh, yeah. I was going to say that, uh, me, yeah. I, 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 I really appreciate and I'm humble for you taking the time to come on the show. I no do want problem. to give you Anytime. a cup. I want to give you a couple of minutes to just speak from the heart and say whatever you want to put out there for the world to hear. This is this is uh, this is your moment to make a final. Well, I basically been doing that this entire phone conversation, but it's real <laughs> important that um, we realize our wealth and our importance. It's really mm-hmm. important that we each one teach one. You know, and that we are pulling each other up and not pulling each other down. Um, It's very important that we educate our youth because if we don't, the foreigners will come in and take away every single job that you may have. Yeah, I wish that our young African-American young men would get off the streets, pull them pants up, 
And you don't have to so much get into school, but get into yourself and get into your future and, and, and determine what you want. Because right now a lot of these kids don't have aspirations, you know, and, and the aspiration is the next pair uh, Gucci shoes I'm going to buy, the next pair of, of Jordans that I'm going to buy, getting up, standing in line for that, you know. And one of those things I taught my sons were, you know, yeah, you could go in there and buy, spend $250 and, and buy those shoes, but once you buy them, they're done. So why don't you take that same 250 and open you an E-Trade account and buy stock in what you're buying. And I, I'm a so believer of playing the stock market. Buy what you use. You know, people say, you know, I don't know what to invest in. Invest in what you use. What do you buy when you go to the grocery store? Do you buy Clorox? Well, buy, invest in Clorox. Do you buy Tide? Invest in that. You know, whatever you buy, invest in. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that basically all I could tell you. You know, use what you use. I heard that. I heard that's that. Just, I, I say again, Tamia, Miss Tamia Melvin, you are you are, you are something else. You you like I say, I, I see nothing but confidence and it's all over you. Just just looking at the picture. Here. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, we appreciate it. No uh, hope problem. To, uh, we'll be keeping in touch, and next time I'm down in Houston, we'll try to get that lunch in that I missed the last time I was down there. <laughs> all right. Well, just remember YOLO, baby. Yes, yes, yes. All right. You take All care. right. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Sure, bye-bye. Spread the love. Talk with you later. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. I don't know, Brother Carl, what do you say, man? Oh, man. Um, great, man. I love it, man. That's what I'm talking about, man, becoming economically independent for yourselves. And I'm glad that a sister was able to come on on this show from our high school and and lay it down and tell it just like it just like it is. Yeah. And a very yeah. and you, and of, of Tamir Melvin. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. yeah. And you you can just feel the power. And like I said, I can just see her standing up and saying what she needs to say and not not not, not kissing up to nobody, man. And I I, I I like that. She you know, you you have that she mm-hmm. is the uh who, who I look up to and who I can appreciate, totally opposite to House Negro. Oh, yeah. You how know? did you find her? And uh, how, how did I find uh, Tamir? Yes. Oh, no. I, I uh, You know, just like uh, so many of my uh, Facebook friends from South Shore, you know, South Shore mm-hmm. created the foundation for all these things to happen, man. And, uh, yes. That like, I know, it's, but it's like you contact it's it's I know she's I know she was a class but she was right on us. She came out in seventy six and she worked so hard that I'm trying to figure out how how was she able to be seen that she it's like she hid herself. She was on top of all these classes. She came out a, a year be, before yeah. time and I, it's like I, I didn't even know that. You know. I didn't know that. Yeah. Not, yeah. Me neither until she just Explain it, you know, man. That's brilliant, man. I and I love it, and I love what she's doing, oh, and, and I, what the South Shore, you know, dynasty is all about. 
Absolutely. That's that's what I'm trying to bring out. Uh, you know, not that, you know, everybody is not, uh, some people, uh, everybody's doing different ways, and she happens to be doing her way and doing very well. And uh, I'm, I'm bringing on people, man. I'm Everybody should have something to say, but so far people have been enthusiastic about wanting to come on. I have, uh, have a list of uh, future shows. We're going to take a break, one more break, and I'm going to come back and we're going to talk about uh, can you can you hang tight, brother Carl? You you all right? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. 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 I don't know if you had. I know if you had. To, I, I know if you had to go to work. Uh, you know, do anything in particular. No, but no, uh, I'm, I'm well. I'm, since I was been talking to you guys, they called me to come in in the morning. I was really off, but hey, I I'm not doing none in the morning, so I go and work six to two. It just you know just being there, man, and they and they paying me. Um, pretty good. So hey, man, why not? I won't be doing nothing. I feel like this. I'm out of a 24-hour period. Um, a brother can work eight hours out of it. You know, and I'm not killing myself. No way. I'm, you know, I'm using my head. I'm not going in there. I'm, there's no physical ma- uh, manual labor involved. So it's 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 my man. body and present is there. You know, and the knowledge of 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 the field. You know. <laughs> It's there, so you know, and I love it. You know what I mean? Eight Brother hours out of a day, you're gonna pay me the money. Hey, man. <laughs> my 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 saying, brother, is I can't I, I can't make my money being at home. You know, exactly. uh, my yeah. job. That that that's why that's why I'm all over the country because they know they can call me and, and I don't mm-hmm. care where I where I stay. I can't make my money exactly. sitting up in the hotel or sitting at home. I'm ready to get out there and get paid. You know, so I'm always. There you I, go. I don't turn down, man. I don't turn nothing down. I'm well, going. So I'm, I'm, I like you, man. You know, I love my Absolutely. shit. Yeah, man. Me too, man. I love it too, man. I'm going to be there at 6 in the morning. It is not like I don't, you know, hey, man, I'm not. The hardest part is just getting there. And when I get there, good. I'm good, you know. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate it. I hate it. That's the thing. Once you get up and splash the, even, even splash the water on your face, you kind of start getting there. But once you get out and get in the car and start heading that direction, shit. Oh, man. I love it. To it. Let's. Let's uh we, we'll take we'll take a quick short break and then we'll come back and uh if you want to make a if you got a, I know every time you come on brother Carl you probably want out of the closing statements but I know you can dig up something out of that but uh, we're gonna come oh, yeah. back and we'll talk about uh, some, some some things I kind of have in mind future shows and so forth and uh, we'll we'll okay. be right back. Okay.
Uh-uh, not right now. Well, hold on, and, we're going to go off. And, and we are back. We are back. Uh, that was, uh, I tell you, the shot like we were just talking about the schematics, brother, uh, uh, Carl. Right. And uh, I tell you, the shot like the shot like right there, too. They were different choreographed groups. But, man, they had some vocals. I mean, back in the, the early days of the Charlottes in the 60s, early 70s, they were right oh, there with the were, best, man. Oh, yeah, they was right there. With, actually, I saw them not too long ago, about four or five months ago, I saw them. Not even that long ago, or three months ago. Well, it was good. In concert? Really? Yeah, I saw him at the, I saw him at the venue, and it was uh what's his yeah I saw him at the concert, and it was it was what's his name was the only original one. Uh, yeah, Marshall, what's his name? Marshall, yeah. Uh, Marshall, yeah, Marshall, Marshall. yeah, Marshall was there. Everybody else was dead, but they had other he had other people taking their places, and and they was a uh, great show. Great they show. Got down, they huh? the, you know what? Yeah, they was at Man, the venue. I am so the, I am so glad to hear that because I mean. We got to embrace, you know, these guys are getting up, man, but, you know, nobody's coming to uh, to, to take over, man. It's like when the OJs go, when the Shylights go, who who we have, Lil Wayne? I mean. Right, exactly. But speak, speak, <laughs> speaking of that, speaking of that, we were talking about, I know I, I was talking to you before, uh, Brother Carl, we were talking about LaVert. And, you know, mm-hmm. LaVert was one of the up-and-coming, you know, definitely a, on their way to the a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame caliber group until, right. you know, unfortunately they lost uh, Gerald LaVerge, which shocked me, and it really shocked me when John died, man. I mean, right. I, I felt so, was so heartfelt for Eddie LaVerge, and then uh, you know, had Brother Mark Gordon, when Gerald passed, uh, he was trying to put the group together still as LaVerge with himself, with Sean LaVerge, and they had another brother who used to sing with, I don't know if you, you remember the group called the Rude Boys. Okay. And th- and they had it going on. And then, damn, if Sean didn't die. And, man, and so that left Mark as the only surviving member of the original uh, group, LaVert. Now, here right. we go. I, I have been communicating with Mark Gordon, and Mark Gordon has agreed to come on to the show next week. Okay. Beautiful. All things beautiful. Uh, things uh, and, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to that show, and I hope that the listeners, I'm going to promote it once we uh, finalize everything. He, 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 you know, very much wanted to come on the show. He said he's tied up this week, but uh, to get with him, you know, first thing next week, and we'll take it from there. So uh, my my aim is to have him on next week, or as soon as I can get him on at his convenience. But I really want to do that show because uh, I don't I don't want to make it a, a memorial to Levert. Of course, you can't do a show with Mark Gordon without talking about Levert. But we also want to talk mm-hmm. about you know what he's doing these days and when he saw from being on the mm-hmm. inside of the musical scene. When did he see this shit going on like it is with with the music today? When, when did he get it like, hey, what's wrong with this? Something is wrong. And it, you know, I want to get his inside opinion on this. And uh, okay. I have a lot, of, lot to talk to him about. And I hope that, uh, you know, I know you'll be on and uh, you'll have some questions and comments ready for him because uh, uh, Mark Gordon of Levert uh, will be on uh, We Are Everyday People. And I'm okay. looking forward to it. We are, and so that's, that's one set out there. And uh, Brother Kyle, go ahead, brother. You got a little something else in your heart you can put out there before we go, man. Uh well, I just want to emphasize um, becoming economically independent. I'm really, really appreciative of your two guests, man. Um, Tamir Melvin, beautiful. 
she's I preach that all the time on Facebook that we got to become economically independent for ourselves and she made a way and I'm really proud of that aspect and I'm you know, it's been a pleasure to, to speak with her and my brother, Reverend Lee Lavender. He's a he's a good man, he's he's socially yes, out there for for the youth and hey man, it's been a blast. And I really enjoyed this past couple of two and a half hours, man. It was all well worth it, man. Thanks for having me to contribute, man. I'm here as long as you want me. I'm here and long as, you know, appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Thanks. I, man, I really you appreciate know. you coming on. And, and like I said earlier, you you don't you didn't know it until I said it today, but you, you came in at, at, a, at the right time when I was kind of starting to question uh if I wanted to, how I wanted to go about this. And then the South Shore thing came up, and that just sparked everything. And it gave me so much enthusiastic and excitement. That that, that reunion at the checkerboard, that picnic, got me geeked. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited about doing the show. By the way, you know what I love about you, man? You was always very observant. You you very observant, and you don't forget nothing, and you didn't miss anything. When we was in school, and I look back and reflect on that, and now it, it's paying off, and I can see. And you don't remember, you don't, you remember everything, man. You know, when I asked you, do you remember um, Michelle? You knew exactly who I was talking about. You know, man. Oh yeah. With the last time, and that was at one of the other uh, reunions, and we was out, we was doing the picnic at uh, Rainbow Beach again. I don't know what that was right, about. Right. Twelve, thirteen years ago. Ten years ago. Yeah. But you but but even going back forty years ago, you was very observant of of your classmates and what they was doing and how they was doing it and, and you didn't forget that. And I, I noticed that, man. I, I love that in you, man. You don't forget. You got a good memory, bro. And they always well, used to tell you, me my my brothers say tell me the same thing. Carl, you got a good memory. And I and I, I hey man. I thrive on having that, man. I just continue. Hopefully, I can continue. You know what I'm doing, man. And I'm hoping, hope that I can continue to contribute to this show. I love it. Absolutely. This is. But you, I could do this. Forever. I'm gonna say one thing. I'm gonna say one thing about the uh, uh, and then I'll close out about the being observant. See, I was that kid at the parties. You know, you go to your kids' parties and they dance and everything. That was that kid that was mm-hmm. sitting on the end of the couch, too shy to dance. I wasn't dancing. It wasn't happening. But I enjoy watching other people dance, and I watch everything. I would I would pick up on demeanors, who's having a good time, who who's not having mm-hmm. a good time, and you know. So I would observe. And when I when I was when I ended up being a server in a restaurant, in between the time that I, I got out of my field and back into my field, I was I was a great okay. server, brother. I was the best server because I was so damn observant, and uh, that's where I got that from. Just, you didn't think yeah. I knew that about you, did you? I knew that you you was ve- you very observant. I noticed how the picnic, man, you observe and you man, you be right on point too. And I appreciate oh, that, yeah. man. And that's a that's a good thing, man. Thanks for sharing, bro. But hey man, thank you for being a part of the show, man. You you you've uh you 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 here. We 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 doing this, man. We doing this. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. On that note, I know you got to get up and do that thing in the morning. I got to do it too. I got a couple of dispatches, but that's okay. Okay. Uh, I ain't complaining at all. In the name of whomever or whatever, your spiritual power 
Peace and good night.
I lived in a place we called Getting ahead was strictly a no-no because nobody cares what happens.
you have been listening to We Are Everyday People, Global Internet Radio. Good night.